Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But this is the bright, chilly voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time for the food show. Here we are talking about the eating scene around New Orleans. Eating takes in a lot of things, although if you're eating, you're probably not cooking and vice versa. And that may seem strange, but uh, everybody who cooks the floor, <laughs> we, we would eat it. And we just grab it and eat it because that's how good it is. And that, that by the way, is a fact. I can, uh, I can stand behind it. Uh, barbecue oysters, that's what they call it. Uh, it's a complete misnomer. They're fried oysters. But what they throw on top of there makes it spicy, gives it a little zing to it, gives us some blue cheese in there, and a few other really nice things. So uh, how did I get going on that? Uh, who knows? But uh, we talk about food here. And we would love to hear from you about that. What did you have over the weekend? Did you go to a restaurant over the weekend? Uh, did you do anything at home, cook something up? Uh, love to know about it, even if it's something very simple. You know, in fact, if I were to look over the recipes that people ask me about most often, they are not the real secret, super-duper recipes that the gourmet chef makes. I have some of those, but for the most part, uh, people who uh, are looking around for a, a a recipe for something are typically looking for something very simple, very straightforward, and ju you just want a little clue as to how to do it. Somebody wrote to me a couple days ago wanting to know how to make um, uh, crab meat au gratin. Basically, you put cheese and a little bit of cream into a, a gratin dish, and you stick it in the oven until it's done, and then you take it out and you eat it. I mean, it's it's really about that simple. So anyway, we could talk about that, or if you want to, if you have something complex you want to get into as well, call us. We'll talk about anything. I'm not claiming that I know the answers to all these questions, but we have a lot of people listening to us who fill in the gaps, or maybe they build the whole thing out, come to think of it. So that's the way it usually is. 2606368. My big uh, accomplishment over the weekend, if you could call this an accomplishment exactly, is... Uh, some uh, old friends of mine from, oh gosh, pre-Katrina, haven't seen them since. They were in town attending a convention, and they wanted to know if I wanted to go out to dinner with them, and if so, where would we go? And I made a list of the restaurants that I give to people who are coming into town. Uh, you know, people get uh, sometimes beat up on restaurants that the average local person would consider to be a tourist restaurant. There are a lot of restaurants that way here. But uh, I, I actually send the people who come into town, I, the actual tourists, I send them to the restaurant that has a good tourist uh, quality to them because they fulfill all of the uh, uh, desires that these folks who come to town want. They don't want to have the cutting-edge food pretty much, unless they're really, really gourmets. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I kind of tone it down a little bit. Anyway, these people are on top of the scene, and they have their, their eaters, their gourmets, and uh, the restaurant that they finally told me they wanted to go to was uh, Revolution. That's that uh, really swanky restaurant inside the Hotel 
the Royal Sinesta Hotel over on Bourbon Street. And uh, we went. They were four of us, my wife and I and, uh, and her and a guy she works with, at, who were all at the convention except, well, we weren't. And uh, we had a fantastically good meal there. And that's a restaurant that, from the beginning, I thought was a long shot at best because uh, they were going at deluxe prices in a really deluxe, I mean, a beautiful, beautiful restaurant. Uh, the whole place is. Service is pretty good. And uh, the menu includes a lot of items that you don't find in too many restaurants. Uh, this is about the only place in town that really is capable of serving you caviar in the classic way. And although that's not a big thing, and it's certainly not the kind of thing you would come to New Orleans to do. I mean, this uh, all, uh, that's, that sort of thing is, is just something uh, we don't get into too much, and we have so many other things that it kind of gets shoved off in the corner. But caviar, with one exception, there is a Louisiana caviar. It is a great product. If you ever run into it and you wonder, gee, I wonder if this is worth trying, you might be put aside by the, the price. It runs usually, last time I looked, 100 and something dollars a, a pound. Uh, but, boy, you want to impress some people. Put that out. Anyway, we... Uh, we were talking about that, but we, we I don't think anybody got the caviar. We did get some foie gras. That was really good. Uh, I had a lamb dish, and let's see, my wife had, I don't remember what she had. She'll have to tell me. She always does remember. And uh, our guests, they had some uh, short ribs. As a matter of fact, that is what my wife had, short ribs. And I had, uh, let's see, for the entree, it was uh, uh, swordfish. And I'm at a point now where if I ever run into swordfish in a restaurant, I almost always get it automatically. Uh, I I didn't like it for a long time, but something snapped. And now I, I just love it. Whenever I encounter some swordfish, I, I usually order it. It's not all that expensive. It's more expensive in that restaurant than it would be anywhere else. But the... Uh, the fish itself was was just great. It's very firm. It is not dark. It's it's I would say more on the white side than on the dark side. It certainly doesn't resemble anything like, uh, let's say, uh, tuna. It it's not the same kind of animal, but uh, very good. That was uh, terrific. Then we had they the chef discovered my presence there and he started sending out little tastes of this and that and that was a lot of fun too, and we wound up. Uh, one of the the people, one of the organizations that these people who were in town talking about, uh, they had been on the PR side of Smith and Walensky. Remember that it was over on um, over on Poydras Street at O'Keefe, and it was also a chain around the country. Their New York City location uh, was for a, a number of years the number one sales restaurant in the in the whole country it was something like 37 million dollars taken in a year that's unheard of you would buy a restaurant for that but you wouldn't figure on it coming all right back at you and anyway and i i learned while we were talking about all that that uh, smith and walensky for the most part is gone that there are a few of them just to keep the 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 name in force but they uh uh you you, you don't we don't have one anymore the Funny thing happened to them is that the the weekend that they were going to open originally, 
Uh, that was when the hurricane that we now know as Hurricane George, the Euro hurricane, uh, came through that weekend, so they had to postpone their grand opening for a while. And then when Katrina came through, it did a lot of damage to uh, Smith and Walensky, and they just shut it down and never did come back. And uh, that was the beginning of the end for them around the country. Too bad. I mean, I was, I was just getting to like that place here in town uh, when all of a sudden it's not there anymore. Oh, well, things could be worse. Our telephone number here is 260-6368. And if you want to talk about food, you have come to the right place. That's all we talk about here. Although, I want you to know about an interesting conversation we had on the Saturday program. There was no Saints game, as we all know. By the way, did anybody see, uh, I seem to have been the only one who has noticed this. Uh, I think they've taken it down. But there was one of those reader boards on, on the front end of the causeway when I went into it one day. And all it said, you know, it usually gives you uh, information about how much traffic there is and whether this, you know, the bridge is up or anything like that. And uh, it was just rolling along, uh, along, getting right up there to get onto the bridge. And I read the, the sign. It said, we were cheated <laughs> or something like that. I could have thought a few other things that it could have said, but, uh, you know, it probably wouldn't have gotten away with it. Two six zero six three six eight. You are more than welcome here. Uh, over the weekend, I was just about to get into that, and then I veered off to the sidewalk. Uh, we started talking because a lady called up on the subject about children in restaurants. We haven't talked about that in a while, and we talked about it for about three hours on Saturday. And most of the people who called are, uh, are we're taking a different position on it than I am. And that is, unless the kids are doing something that's dangerous or will get into somebody's way or, or just, uh, you know, really cause a problem, uh, my thinking is, sure, bring, bring kids to restaurants. And if they, if they talk, well, everybody talks in a restaurant. And you can't complain about that anyway, because most restaurants these days, not only do they talk, but the loud level of sound in most of them is incredible. I mean, there, there are some really wonderful restaurants out there that are completely intolerable just because the, it's so noisy in there. Well, anyway, a lot of people were on the side of people. There was this lady who called up and said that there were these two kids at the next table over. And they kept talking, and they were laughing. And, and I said, well, so? I mean, what do you go out for to keep a, you know, an awful-looking face and, and complain? That's not it, is it? Anyway, this went on for a while. And since WWL has a somewhat older audience than we have here, I think, I'm just guessing at that, but I think that's probably true, we... Um, uh, I um, I uh, think that that might have been tilting it over the other way, but we'll see. You say Jerry is there? Jerry, welcome yes, to sir. the food show. Hi, come on in. Thank you. I have a couple things. Uh, the first thing is, do you know what happened to O'Brien, Kenny and those guys? Um, no, I don't. Uh, they closed up one day. They hung a sign on the door and said that they were closing permanently, 
and uh, that's the last I heard of it. I, I tried to get a hold of him, but you know, all I got was a, you know, this phone is no longer in service kind of thing. Right. Uh, and it just happened all of a sudden. They were doing pretty yeah. good business, as far as I could tell. Every time I went there, they were pretty, uh, pretty full. And uh, more than a couple of times, I went there and couldn't get in. Came here. I yeah. came back well, from out of the country, went pulled on the door one day, and then they realized, hey, we're gone. Yeah. I don't the know. I did, thing, I, <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm done. The, sec- the second thing is, uh, what do you feel is the most overrated high-priced steakhouse in the city? Uh, well, let's see. To be high, to be overrated or something like that, you have to be perceived as good to begin with. Yeah. Uh, that said, maybe Ruth's Chris. But I think Ruth's Chris is actually pretty good. But is no, it as good as Fleming, they say it is? Well, I think I think Fleming's is overrated for the oh, food well, they give you and the price you get. Uh I, I agree with you, but I would put it in different uh, in different words. What I found okay. was they they opened with a really beautiful dining room, I and mean, there's no doubt about it. They're, that place is just uh, very handsome. My wife even likes it, and my wife is very picky about what kind of dining room she eats in, uh, and she loved it, just loved it. And the service staff was very good too. But I agree with you about the food. I think it, it was a real disappointment. This is a major. Uh, uh, steak chain from around the country and in most of the places where they are uh, they've got lots of money to spend too so they can really put it into the building but if that's the best they can do I mean and their appetizers were just ridiculously bad I thought well I was there I've been there three times and I won't go back and the third time was the last try I was going to give them you know first they opened up you give them a little while you know, six months later, yeah. you go back, and it's still not there. And last well, the, weekend, the, I just I walked out because the food was not to par, and I told them to give it to their dog. <laughs> well, uh, that's the way it goes, and that's one of the problems with chain restaurants. You know, they have to do it the way they're told to do it, and they can't improve it if they know. You know, even if you have a good chef who very easily could have fixed any of the problems, he can't do anything, you know, and they serve things like, uh, you know, uh, king crab. And you know, what is that doing in New Orleans? You know, right. I, I, I just, you know, that's uh, uh, anyway, very disappointing. Uh, and I completely agree. Well, I've seen I've noticed the last two times I've gone there that there are less and less people the, the last two times I've been. And this was on Saturday mm-hmm. evenings. So. Stick a fork in them, I yeah. think. <laughs> well, Thank uh, you, Tom. you are. They, it's such a great location. That's why they're there. It's just a, a really great location. And so now, uh, we'll see what happens. Well, Thank thanks you. for calling. See ya. You know, maybe coming back, we ought to answer the other side of this question, and that is, if that's the most overrated, uh, overexpensive, over whatever it is, or inferior in any way. How about the places that are not that, that are actually very good and that not many people know about? So turn it around. Let's see if anybody's got that. This is We're talking about steakhouses now. This is the food show. This is Tom Fitzmaurice, and we talk about eating and drinking and stuff. The uh, last caller in the last uh, segment of the program 
uh, ask this question, uh, what's the deal on uh, restaurants, steakhouses? He just got into steakhouses right away, pinpointed it. He says, what a steakhouse do you think is the most overrated and too expensive? And you know, I got the drift right away. I'm sure you did, too. And uh, I, I had a couple of mentions on it, but the only one I could could get out there was uh, almost doesn't make sense. I, I say Ruth's Chris Steakhouse not because there's anything wrong with Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It's just that its reputation is so great that I, I think some people go there and it's not quite, you know, perfect. But it's pretty darn near, so you wouldn't catch me saying that uh, that the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse is anything less than an excellent steakhouse. But the one he chose was uh, not, well, it is a chain, so, so is uh, Ruth's Chris is actually the biggest uh, chain uh, of steakhouses. I'm pretty sure that's true. Uh, maybe not. Uh, I do know that at one time it was the uh, biggest in terms of volume, biggest restaurant in the world owned and operated by a woman, Ruth, uh, who, if, and I can explain what her, uh, she had going on for her. She was brilliant and a great marketer, and also just the whole concept of the restaurant was something that she put together, and and that's why... It became as good as it was and uh, and as well known, too. Our number is 2606368. Doing this uh, program today from the Cool Water Ranch, which I usually do on Mondays. Mondays are the day that I uh, go to choir practice. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I really, I've been doing that since I'm in third grade. It's no big deal. Actually, it is a big deal to me. I hate it when I miss it. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I have just about everything that I have at the studio I have here in my office at the ranch. And I was looking over, and I didn't know I even had this, uh, but there is, uh, well, I'm just going to read the cover. Mr. Boston, we've talked about him before, Deluxe Official Bartender's Guide. And it, it is the first, uh, well, it, the, the original edition was in uh, 1935 that this came out. Was yeah. By that time, prohibition was gone, and uh, the uh, the all the the bartenders, a lot of them were were gone too. You know, for for a couple of reasons. And they said, you know, since nobody seems to know how to mix any cocktails anymore, maybe we better write this book. So they did. In 1935, and uh, it has been coming out pretty regularly ever since. This particular edition, I have like four or five of these at different different times they came out. Uh, let's see. I can't, I don't see it right away. I'll have to see if I can find it somewhere. Not that it's all that big a deal. But uh, it, this is a, a good way of doing it. Uh, they have all of the cocktails in alphabetical order instead of putting them in categories like all the tequila. You wine. You wind up with uh, a book that is like 80% uh, uh, cocktails that are seen in other parts of the same book, so that's not it. Uh, let's see. There was one thing that, that caught my – oh, yeah, here it is, the price, $3.50. This is something that all the bartenders in the, in the city have. Uh, if they don't have it, they, they know where to get one because they really do put just about any cocktail – 
that really exists. You know, they don't. There are a lot of cocktails out there that are just completely made up. I know because we've done it a few times over here on the show. I remember during the oil spill of a few years ago, we had a little contest among the uh, people who worked over at Drago's, which is where we were that day, and um, we gave something. I forgot what it was, uh, some kind of prize uh, to them uh, for coming up with a cocktail. Uh, you know what? I, I have the I have the recipe for it around somewhere. I'll have to dig it up during our break. Uh, but uh, it's it's out there. But all these um, all these other cocktails are pretty amazing. Uh, this is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about food, restaurants, cooking, wine, and all of that. We've got a few things going on uh, in the coming week. Uh, one of them is this is is done for the day and uh, the, uh, done for the year for that matter. The children's charity, the chef's charity for children. That's uh, the full title uh they are a fundraiser for the special school saint michael special school they have been doing that since the 1960s and i'm pretty sure it is the longest running chef's charity event anywhere in new orleans you see, it seems like everybody is doing them all the time these days and maybe they are it's you know at least it's for a good cause but back in those days there was nothing quite like that and especially the way it was put together it was a who's who of the chefs in New Orleans, and they weren't into celebrity chefs completely in those days, uh, but now they definitely are. And so you see all the big names, all the great chefs are there. And that went off today, and I heard that it was a big success, as it always has been, and we'll see you next year. Uh, it's a good good event, uh, one you'd really like going to because you have all these great chefs. First thing they do is they do a cooking demo for all the things they're going to serve you, and then they serve you. So that's uh, that's the way to go. Two six zero six three six eight. I would love to talk with you about anything on your mind about food. It's always open all the time. You don't have to wait until somebody else brings up what you want to talk about before you do it yourself. Uh, and if we're talking about something other than what you want to talk about, call us. We'll move over to your subject immediately, and uh, that's just the way we are. Uh, I mentioned, so since we've already covered the steakhouse that we think is uh, the most overrated in town, I'd say it's only fair to come back and have a steak dinner or a steakhouse that is unusually good, that has better quality than most places. Uh, the cooking is better, the restaurant the place, the, the way the place looks, is you know all that. So what is what is the number one steakhouse as far as you're concerned? And I warn you, uh, we're going to laugh a little bit if you uh, come forth with a real lowball kind of a steak place. Because if you have, uh, if you do that, if you tell me about uh, a steakhouse that just is, uh, it's it's a great bargain. I mean, a lot of a lot of restaurants exist that way, and that's a legitimate reason for picking a place. But it wouldn't make the top of the list, don't you agree? Well, we'll find out. Call us two six zero six three six eight two six zero sixty three sixty eight. Wow, we're getting somewhere, Steve. Hey, Tom. Hi there. How you doing? Well, you know, here I am, and you know, just and here I am. second base. Yeah, well, absolutely. Here we uh, are. Is our romance to? Oh, wait a minute. No, never mind. Hello. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't tell me to keep my day job. This is my day job. Yeah, I know. Um, 
I think all steakhouses are overpriced. Well, you have to recognize that the price of steak is what drives yeah. that. I mean, well, it's, it's I just but this I just is like, uh, an expensive thing to eat. But I mean, if even if you go eat anything at a steakhouse, I mean, if you if they had a chicken dinner, it would be pretty doggone expensive. Um, oh, I don't know, know really. about that. I, I, I remember a time when Ruth's Chris, I don't know if they still do this, they used to have this really great pork chop. This was at a time when pork was really inexpensive. And I thought it was as good as the steaks, maybe even better. Well, I think that now. I think a good pork chop is every bit as a good as a good steak nowadays. Yes, indeed. Amen. I am with you 100%. Um, but but steak, like I said, I can cook a steak here at my house. I can get pretty close to as good a steak as they do if I want to spend the money. How is Goldilocks over there, by the way? That's Gree Gree Gumbo Yaya. Oh, Gree Gree Gumbo. and a half years old. Yeah. And still bitching. Fifteen and a half, you said? Yep. Wow, that's getting old for one of those dogs. It's very old for a golden. And yeah. she woke us up the other morning, didn't feel good. My wife and I were prepared for the end and uh-huh. took her to the vet, and they gave her some antibiotics, and she's back screaming and hollering all the time. Oh, well, there you go. And we love it. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, but, no, anyway, um, like I said, I just think Ruth's Chris, uh, I think Keith Young's is good, but Doggone, it's expensive. You can't get out of there for under about $60, $70 a, a person. Well, I mean, that's if you don't, you know, that's if you uh, get that's if you know, you like, don't full drink. appetizer. And, that's yeah, if you well, don't drink. <laughs> yeah, well, that's always, that's the way everybody puts up. Yeah, but I mean, if you don't drink, it's gonna you'll still spend $60, $70. Yeah, well, you know, th- th- there was a time when that used to be real money. Yeah. Now... <laughs> I remember uh, the first time I spent a hundred dollars on dinner for one. Uh, this would have been back in the nineteen late nineteen seventies, the old Louis the Sixteenth restaurant. Yeah, and, okay. And it was a long, long time before I spent a hundred dollars for a, a dinner again. But now you can do it without breathing real hard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, but it can be done very easily. Yeah, but that's just like I said. Uh, the steaks are. Uh, I mean, you know, steak's expensive. Yes, it is. Yeah. But it's still, you know, you're going to spend 50 for a decent sirloin at most steakhouses. Yeah. yeah you know, well, four, four, $40 to $60 is a, you know, is a sirloin at most steakhouses. That's too much. Well, that's, yeah, that's, there was, there was a time. I, I remember when I first started going out to real restaurants with my own real money, uh, going to Ruth's Chris. Actually, it was just Chris's back then, and it was six dollars. Well, I remember for a fillet, and uh, yeah. and then I I went to the Crescent City Steakhouse because I thought I would make a column out of it, and it turned out that the uh, the Crescent City Steakhouse was five fifty, and for the longest time, whatever the price was at Ruth's Chris, it was a a half a dollar less at the Crescent City. At Crescent City, it's I still a good in the deal. Seventies. Ruth's Chris was, you know, uh, fifteen to twenty-five dollars for a wonderful steak. You know, it, it's it's that's just you know, it's a, well, it's you know, a, this is 
this is like the, the, particularly I think we uh, we uh, 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 what do we call ourselves again? Boomers. Yeah. The boomers also in, in the back of their mind they're thinking, okay, I need to go get some gas for the lawnmower or you know whatever. <laughs> and uh, and you bring along uh, uh, two quarters. And you, because you remember when gas was twenty nine nine, and uh, you know that that's legitimate. It really it's was cheaper. that price. But time goes on, man, and it's just yeah, there's no, nothing no. you the can do about. The cheapest I ever saw gas was in Houston in nineteen seventy three. They were having a gas war, and it was nine cents across the street. It was ten a gallon. <laughs> <I imagine. laughs> So, boy, we're getting old, aren't we? I've heard. <laughs> Talk to you later. Thank you. See ya. It's the food show. Dave is calling us over here on the yellow phone. Dave, welcome. Yeah, hey, Tom. Hi. Come on in. Uh, you know, gas might be the only thing that's always whatever in nine-tenths. Yeah, I wonder you know, why, it, it, other I, than it, for the it, obvious well, it's a scam, and everybody's used to it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah but, I'm sure that's true. Uh, but anyway, you were talking about these steakhouses. Is is Shula's still open in that Marriott on no, Canal? No, they, they have uh, been replaced by that Brazilian steakhouse, uh, the name of which I can never remember. Um, it's yeah. four letters, and that's uh, they took over that space, and they're, they're doing pretty well with it, too. Have you ever, have you ever been to one of those uh, Brazilian steakhouses? I never have. No, oh, no, okay. you no. ought to you ought to do it. It's it's really interesting. First of all, it's as close as you can get to a buffet without actually being a buffet. They have a cold part of their menu, and you do go up and help yourself to that. But the meats are all roasted on what look like extra long swords, and they hold them in front of the the uh, wood burning grill back there, and they bring it over to the table and they knock off as many chunks of it as you feel like eating. And then they come by with a different kind of uh, meat, and then another one after that, and then you get the chicken, and then then you get the sausages, and then you get the fillet again. And uh, it's uh, it sounds like a gimmick, but it's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say I, I have not been to the Shulas that existed yeah. in that space, but I've been with Shulas in other cities. And uh, as far as being overrated, overpriced, I would put that as number one. You know, oh, they, it was yeah. I agree with you. Uh, we once, when we were in the process of moving our son out to the West Coast, we stayed in a hotel that had one right there in the lobby, and we just couldn't get over it. We it was it was nothing, and and expensive. Yeah, I remember. I had at the time I had a uh, an expense account uh, for the place I was working. When I turned that mm. receipt in, they kicked it back and said it was just me by myself at this mm. place. And they kicked it back, and I said, okay, it was you, and how many other people did you take to the internet that night? <laughs> and I didn't say a word because I knew I had to come up with something pretty fast. But it, it that's how expensive it was. It looked like – one person looked like it was like two or three people, mm. you know, for, for the amount of money. I, and it was just a pretty so-so filet. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, uh, they they didn't uh, do much for me. Yeah. yeah. By oh. the way, I, I finally got around to reading your book, Hungry Town. Oh. And – uh, it, 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 uh, uh, to put it mildly, I laughed, I cried, I loved every minute. It, it was <laughs> mainly because I lived through that period in the eighties when, mm. you know, those, those uh, bistros, you know, the, which you kind of describe as bistros and, and yeah. places like Eugle Stitches were becoming hot. And I kind of lived through that, that period. 
And, uh, you know, it was the same thing where every time you heard about a new place, you had to go. And yeah. That was it. Well, that was the baby boomers. That's how we responded to that, because it was the first time we had any real money in our pockets. And we were free from our parents and the brothers and sisters and stuff. So we went everywhere we wanted. And uh, since we had revolutionized everything else, why not the food, too? And that's what happened. It really changed the, the menu structure. If you were to get a menu from, let's say, 1968 and compare it with one from 1985 or so, it's like you're t- looking at two completely different cities. It's it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And and I think, that, you know, the point that they were putting restaurants in, 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 in settings and in buildings that just weren't typical uh, was very true. And I think I think yeah. it was it Bologna that was in an old fire station. Maybe uh, yeah, that's of. that's exactly on Magazine Street at the corner of uh, of uh, what's what what's that street there? Well, it doesn't matter. But yeah, uh, that I, was a that was a great place. That was one of the very first of the restaurants that I'm talking about. Right, they, and, it, and it was just it was it was just exciting in a way that uh, yeah. Uh, and and I, and I and I really do think that you know the the places like Commanders and Antoine's kind of caught up with that. They became every bit as interesting as these new places, you know, because they finally said, "Okay, we we can change things too, and we'll do things a certain way." And, yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it was good. I just wish it had been longer, you know. Uh, the, um, uh, you know, I think you could have gone on and on about, uh, you know, the, the expansion of restaurants at the North Shore, but that, you know, that's not a complaint. That's maybe that's your next project. But, well, that was uh, uh, that was a, a long time in coming, though. I, when I, I, yeah. we moved there about thirty years ago. And at the time, the restaurant picture was pretty grim. But the yeah. only one that could really be called a gourmet restaurant was Dakota, and they had just opened at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, but I... uh, it's it's a lot better now. <clears throat> Did you know that uh, yeah. that uh, uh, our buddy uh, over there? Uh, 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 his, it's an Irish name. I don't. I, you know, I, I, I have this thing about remembering people's names, even people I know oh, uh, very well. Uh, uh, Gallagher, Pat Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, Pat Gallagher. Pat yeah. Gallagher has opened up a, a third restaurant now in Slidell. Hmm. Uh, that's uh, and and he, he he's in a really great location. It's uh, on Highway 11, Old Town, Slidell. It's in that shopping center, that L-shaped shopping center that had a restaurant in it. Had a, it was a jewel was the name of it, but I can't remember what the jewel was. Uh, but it was it was pretty good, but they went under, and uh, it was sitting there, and so he went in and leased it out, and away they go. And I hear he's doing real well with it. Well, I, I went, went to his first place in uh, Folsom called Winter Circle. The Winter Circle, and, I remember it well. It was uh, well, yeah, really are, terrific. Yeah, and Highway 25, and, and somebody I knew knew about it, and we all drove up there, and I think the building still exists. It is, I don't think yeah. there's anything in it. I wouldn't go walking least. in that building. I think something bad might happen to you if you did. Yeah, it's it's pretty old and decrepit, but that part of <laughs> yeah. Folsom was, was nothing then, and people, it became a destination, horses. I think. They had horses. That's they had horses, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Horse farms, yeah. So. But who anyway, am I to well, talk? I've got horses right across the street from where I live. Well, just... Yeah. Stay away from them. <laughs> well, I do that for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for calling. Talk to you later. Bye. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Do we need a break? We do, don't we? Or should I uh, say a few words? I, th- I think I will sh- say a few words. Our program today is sponsored by 
Felix or Felix or Felix's, however you want to say it, doesn't matter. You know the place I'm talking about. It's on Iberville Street between Royal and uh, Bourbon Street. It's been there since the 1930s, so they've, you know, they've got it figured out. They are famous for their oyster bar. There's a neon sign over it that says, Oysters are, get it, in season. And, it, it, and they really are. Oysters are just fantastic right now. This cold weather has done it. It really makes a big difference. So uh, they have oysters, but they don't just have raw oysters. They have grilled oysters. They also do all the classic uh, baked oyster dishes, oysters Rockefeller, oysters Bienville. And then they usually have two or three more that they recently invented. Some, uh, they often do a daily special even. The last time I saw this, it was tacos, oyster tacos. Imagine that. Anyway, uh, also all the sea, local seafood is part of the program. It's uh, at Felix, F-E-L-I-X, in Latin or in uh, Italian or in Spanish, that would be happy. That's what that means, Felix. And uh, Felix, going over there seven days a week, lunch and dinner. They have a new location at West End, right there on the New Basin Canal. It's where all the, uh, all the really nice-looking yachts are parked. and Not yachts, but yachts. And then looking out into Lake Pontchartrain, you have a beautiful view. You watch the sunset. This gets better as it gets warmer, of course. Uh, it's Felix's. This is the Food Show. I, this is Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about food and restaurants and stuff. I'm very happy to see that nobody took the debate. On Saturday, we you know, we had a program this past Saturday because uh, the, sun, the Saints got screwed out of the right place in the Super Bowl. Uh, but that opened up my show for me, so it, it was one good thing that, from it. And uh, we were talking about the way children behave in restaurants. There was a lady who was all bent out of shape because uh, she described it to me several times. Uh, at one point she said the kids were jumping on top of the table. I find that kind of hard to believe. But uh, most of the rest of it was uh, just about uh, how, how kids make too much noise and they don't belong in restaurants. I don't think that's true. And here's the best reason why. You know, I was thinking about all the restaurant owners and people who work in them as well uh, who have told me anything about this before. And what they all say pretty much the same thing. I remember going to the two ladies that run Commander's Palace, and I said, what's, your, what's the policy on, on kids coming into to Commander's Palace and eating? And she said, uh, we don't uh, we don't forbid it, and but we don't encourage it either. That's that's as far as she would go with it. She said we wouldn't put them out if they walked in there, and we we would never do that. Uh, but we're not exactly out there looking for little kids to come in. Uh, Chef Andrea, on the other hand, he does want kids to come in because he likes kids. He's Italian. This is a, that explains that whole deal because he is uh, uh, Italians have very tight families, oftentimes very big families, too. Uh, but uh, he, uh, his position is uh, his house is your house. And so he, uh, he always, so if you go over there with your kids, it's no problem figuring out what are the kids going to eat because at Andrea's, the kids can eat anything they want because he'll just go back there and make it for them. And, you know, you want some spaghetti with some green sauce, oh, yeah, he can do it, no problem. Anyway, I, I've, I've been asking other restaurateurs about that, 
And the only one who just said, no, you know, we, I really don't think people should come here with little kids. It was a very expensive, and it's not around anymore even. It was called Romanoffs. I don't know if you remember that. It was in, in Metairie. It was real good. Uh, but they uh, kind of made a decision that they weren't going to let, you know, kids younger than a certain age come there because it was a very atmospheric kind of restaurant, and they didn't want, uh, you know, a lot of silly noise in there would ruin all the, the atmosphere or something like that. All right, we'll come back after the news, and we have another whole hour of the food show, and I hope you stay with us. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.